We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Yes, it is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. Elections, COVID, holidays, holidays and shutdowns and COVID, all kinds of things flying around here. Um, want to talk about it all with you or whatever else is on your mind. I'll give you this hour. It's yours. 602-508-0960. I was just catching up with... Um, uh, Doug Ducey's press, Governor Doug Ducey's press conference uh, earlier today. I was uh, in the middle of the show when it was sort of going on, so I, I was just catching up on it. He seems to have been extremely measured in in receiving questions about cert, you know about uh, about uh, uh, certifying the election and about not uh, not declaring um, Joe Biden the victor just yet, and saying that uh, people have legal claims and they have a right to their legal claims, and uh, we don't bar anyone from going into a courtroom to challenge legitimate legal claims, and they are legitimate until they are dismissed. I thought that was very measured. I'm paraphrasing, but effectively, um, that is what he said. All right, six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. He also said we're not doing a statewide mask mandate. Jeff in Phoenix. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Hey, so I just was listening to what you said before, and I, I just wanted to reiterate that, uh, you know, it can be, um, you know, it seems like we're, we live in a world now where um, instantaneous news can almost be devastating to people. Yep. And it, 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 it didn't used to be that way. People, That's right. You know, That's right. Um, we, we have to realize that what we hear two seconds before or 20 minutes ago may change 20 minutes from now. Look That's at right. the CDC, for God's sake. Yep. Yeah, so, look at the CDC absolutely. on masks, for gosh sake. Oh, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no matter how this election turns out, politicians are only there for a period of time. Right. We, the people, have your values forever. That's right. So if you're going to stand up, and now's the time. God says we're all, plain, we're all destined to be great. And, that, and I believe that has nothing to do with money or success. It has to do with something you can do in your life that actually God will look down and smile about. I oh. remember hearing once from a, from a uh, sermon that I really liked where he was saying that God didn't create anything for without a purpose, you know, and that includes human beings. That includes human beings. And I suppose maybe that's, that's where the purpose driven life title came from. Some thought, some, 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 some play off of that but we all do have to, we all do have a purpose a job to do well, and, and it's not a, based on what princes say or what the news says exactly whatever your belief system is there's something inside you that i believe tells you right or wrong and 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 everyone that feels right now that they're being somehow just like if you walk into a house which i've done twice where i've been robbed and i know instantly that there may be someone there. I mean, that feeling is what I feel right now about this election. And T- that is tell me more about that. Feeling. I don't know that I followed that. You walk into a house, and what happens? Well, I walked into two of my, well, one of my residences and another place where I, I realized it had been 
robbed. Okay. And I didn't know if the people were still in the house. Oh, I, okay, now I I'm with in. you. Okay, yep. And so that feeling of, I mean, either fight or flight, mm-hmm. I guess it's what it is, yeah. bottom line. Yeah. And I don't know if enough people will flight now instead of fight. Mm-hmm. And now's the time to fight. And I'm not saying physically or whatever. Right. We have the facts on our side. We have all this information on our side. I mean, think about this thing. You were talking to the guy about the... Uh, uh, the 1620. Right. And I mean, if you ever went to New York City and were at Ellis Island and saw the huge map that they had out there, of, uh, uh, and they had all these th- different aspects on this map of immigrants and flow and this time periods and this time period, but there was one about the slave period and stuff like this. Six percent of the slaves from Africa came to the United States. So that means 94 percent went into other countries. But everyone believes America, and it's what you're taught and what we're meant to believe. We are the vector and the cause of slavery in the world, exactly what we're taught to believe. Exactly, exactly. So there's so much, and now that I'm simplifying things, but there's so much misinformation out there, and if people would just look into it, research it for yourself, I I, I hate the the fact that I, I, I made a decision a long time ago. I will never, I got burned by someone. I will never listen to someone again unless I know the facts, mm-hmm. unless I research mm-hmm. it myself, because mm-hmm. you cannot put your faith in man. I like to make my own faith. judgments is a wonderful, wonderful statement in theory of life. Someone will exactly. tell you about someone else. Make your own judgments, you know? Exactly. They may not be the research. most accurate reporter in the world you're hearing from. And look people in the eye and yep. talk to them. Yep. Don't talk, don't, but don't I love do the, the fight, thing. Jeff, or at least the, um, the, the, the encouragement to courage here, because I do get a sense from my community and from our movement of depression right now. Oh, I do. Uh, you sure. do too, right? You feel but it. But it's, 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 it's a natural It's emotion. natural, but it can't be anything but temporary. But you can't let it stop right. you. It right. can't, you can't let it go, make it. You cannot. Well, the problem is there's a lot to do is the problem. There's a lot to do. But what we have now is bullies that we're going to put you down and text dox you and all these other things. So I just say we need good managers and leaders right now. Yeah. And we and and as we go to these Republican meetings and we start doing all these things, we need to call out the people like such as a Mitt Romney or a Grant Woods who says he's a Republican or people in our party who don't necessarily support the Constitution anymore. They support their pocketbook. Mm hmm. Yeah, we need we need. Yes, I I, look, uh, Jeff, this is this is exactly right. Um, There was a reason that uh, Jeff Flake left the left the left this party and didn't run for reelection. And it was he's going to get a job. Well, well, part of it was because he had at one point, I think, something like an 18 percent approval rating. Um, we we're not get, we're uh, not going to support Ryan? we're just not going to support people who don't take this thing really seriously and who are supporting actions that undermine those of us that are trying to roll up our sleeves and stop a red tide here or a leftist tide. What was the first name of that Ryan guy that was speaker of the house? Oh, Paul? Yeah. Where's he at right now? What's he doing? Look it up. I don't know, actually. <laughs> He's a turncoat, man. I don't turncoat. know. I don't know. Anyway. But, anyway. no, listen, um, this is not new to our party. I've talked a lot about this. This has been a tension in our party ever since 1960 and 64. Mitt Romney's dad, George Romney, he walked out of the Republican convention when Goldwater was nominated. He walked out. Yeah, Goldwater would certainly not have walked out if George Romney or the nominee. And we've had to have this fight for a long, long time. Um, you know, it's well, Reagan. Reagan was, was, an, was, was an anomaly to the party. 
He was an we anomaly, to, and he challenged it, decide. and he fought for it, and he created and coalesced a conservative movement that worked for eight years, but eight years, not 25, not 26, not right. 28, you know? But what is it that the Democrats do so they stick together and why we don't? Well, that's a question that's really important, and the answer is I think they're serious about ideology and we are not. Honestly, I think they're serious about ideology and we are not. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez don't have much difference between them. If they do, it's around about 1% and probably more tactic than theory, more tactically than theoretical, more tactical than theoretical. The difference between what Mitt Romney would do and Donald Trump or Jeff Flake and Donald Trump is much greater. To wit, let me put it this way. Did you see a Democratic Party element or movement that was never Biden? Though Biden was supposedly the centrist? No. But we had a huge never Trump element that helped Biden. Of course. Right. That's the difference. But, but are they on the public? Are they on the dole? Are they getting paid off? I mean, I think Judge Roberts, there's pictures of Judge Roberts on the beach in that island where Epstein was. I mean, that's fact. It's on the Internet. Well, I don't I mean, know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. There's crazy. We have bigger problems than we have bigger problems than John Roberts, though. We have, well, and our, but he is the Supreme Court. and He's made a lot of weird decisions anyway. But what I'm saying is, is that people now have to realize with all of our differences, there is one thing that I think we have in common, and we want the Constitution and we want the Bill of Rights. So if we can agree on that and find these other people, if they're charlatans or whatever, and cast them out, let's make the Republican Party the party for the real people like it's always supposed to be. That's David what Goldwater said, said in 60. That's what Goldwater Gold- said. He said, let's grow up, conservatives. Let's put our shoulder to the wheel, and if we want to take this party, and I think we can, he said then let's grow up and get to work. This is not the time to become depressed and dejected and angry with one another. It's the time to be angry with those who were never Trump, but it's not the time to be angry with one another. We have a lot of work to do, Jeff. You're right. Nicely put. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Let's grow up, conservatives. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I take only one thing every day, and it's balance of nature. And I do take it every day. I've been doing it for over a year. It comes with tens of thousands of vital nutrients from 100% whole food, plants, fruits, and vegetables in one single daily dose. They have a great cold press process that locks these great things from apples and mangoes and spinach and garlic into these capsules. You just take them once a day. And they have a great deal, offering free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. What's a preferred order? Get you guaranteed wholesale pricing. You can get a free health coach if you want one. It's a great deal. Give them a call at 800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE to boost your immunity and improve your health naturally with the fruits and vegetables of BALANCE. 
of nature. I am uh, thinking more and more about um, Jeff's call and his question, which is a really interesting one. How come the Democrats don't have the problem the Republicans do? How come we tend to shoot ourselves in our feet and in our backs so much more than they do? It's a really great question. I think it's in part because of what I said. I think they take ideology seriously. By contrast, think about George H.W. Bush, the successor to Ronald Reagan, for a moment. Remember when he derided that vision thing, that vision thing of Ronald Reagan's? That's the difference. Part of our party, the conservative element of our party, is not the entirety of the party. And it does believe and take ideology seriously. It does take the Constitution seriously. It does, as Tina likes to remind us in Star Valley, Tina in Star Valley likes to remind us, give us a Bill of Rights attitude, a Bill of Rights attitude. But by no means is that the whole Republican Party, the Goldwater, Reagan, conservative wing of our party, add Trump to it, had a lot of fighting to do. There were always the George Romneys and Nelson Rockefellers. Remember, Ronald Reagan ran against a sitting president in 1976, a sitting president in Jerry Ford, whose vice president before the election was Nelson Rockefeller. The Rockefeller wing of the Republican Party was a big deal. When Nixon resigned, Ford became president, he selected Nelson Rockefeller. And it was by no means a guaranteed thing that Ronald Reagan would get the nomination in 1980. Think of who he had to fight against. George H.W. Bush, Bob Dole, a series of others. And think about who even some of the conservatives were backing in 1980. George Will, who was back then a conservative. He was backing Howard Baker. Buckley for a while, even the great William Buckley, who was such good friends with Ronald Reagan, for a while was backing George H.W. Bush against Ronald Reagan. Think about how hard it was to get a conservative at the top of our ticket and then to get him elected and then to maintain him being elected. And if Reagan had one deficit, if he had one, it was that he was unable to create a conservative consensus that outlasted him in the Republican Party. George H.W. Bush was not a Reagan Republican. And it took us a long time to get candidates that ended up working in that same or from that same wing of the party. It's something we have always fought because we don't take ideology seriously enough. Now, if you want to know why I spend so much time talking about the problems with our schools... It's because I think we should be able to get around our heads and hands around that ideology, our education system. We neglected them for too long. But we're now talking about something that goes to the very heart of our being as a country, what Peter Wood writes in his book on the 1619 Project. Quote, part of a larger effort to destroy America by people who find our nation unbearably bad. How hard is it for any Republican to get behind that, to oppose that? That would be a pretty good thing of ideology we could get behind and coalesce around, couldn't it? Wouldn't it? We're now talking about not fighting for conservative principles anymore. 
We're not. We're not talking about fighting for this is the most important thing I'm going to say today. Right here. We are no longer talking about fighting for conservative principles, however you want to define those conservative principles. Okay? Jerry Ford could make a case that he was more conservative by some definition, I suppose. Moderate Republicans, as we call them, can make their own case that they're more conservative. Mitt Romney said, I'm severely conservative, something a real conservative would never say. They could make that case if they want. But we're not talking about saving conservatism right now. We're talking about saving America. It's the most important thing I'm going to say today, maybe all week, maybe all year. We are not talking about saving conservatism. We're talking about saving America. Okay. John is in Peoria. Hi, John. Hey, Seth. Before I say what I want to say, this is something else I want to say. Okay. You're doing a good job. <laughs> and you're doing a good job, and uh, you know, I'm fired up again. Uh, as usual, and you're doing a good job making a big positive difference in what you just said. Fight for save America. Thank you. Thank you. Now, John. about this subject of why do we splinter yeah. so much? Why does, uh, you know, I thought about that a, a long time. It's a heavy uh, question, again. isn't it? It's a, actually it's, a it's very a, heavy question. We haven't wrestled with a, it in a while. No, it's a, it is. You're right. It is a very heavy question. And I don't, I think the political. Uh, consideration of that issue is more of a result than a cause. I think the underlying cause is because historically, I don't know, I think it's faded a little bit, but historically, a people who, who believe in something serious, they take a stand. And when that happens, uh, you and I may agree a lot, but we on things we might not so much agree on, I'm going to defend my turf and you're going to defend your turf. Fair. However, if anything goes, we don't have to take such stands. It's just we're all, everybody skates. We may be united against anything that stands and let's get a party going that was that. So I think it, I don't know if these are the right terms, for lack of a better term, Seth. You know, those who are, let's say, more conservative, and I would say maybe more biblical, principled than another group anywhere in the world. Okay. I'm going to stand solidly on really what I believe. Yes. But if I was part of a social group of any size, I would say it doesn't matter so much. That's right. So That's right. Unify. The group matters more than the individual ethics as, and that you stand for. I think that is a psycho-emotional foundation, the result of which we see it in all aspects of life, politics being one of the primary ones. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. Well said, sir. You're good. Is someone else call in and tell this guy named Seth Lee <laughs> that he's doing a good job. <laughs> You're nice, John. God bless you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you are thinking about selling your home, I want you to check out my friend James Wexler of JMG Real Estate. 
You won't leave any money on the table with James. He guarantees to sell your home at market value or he will pay the difference. He can also make you an upfront guaranteed offer within 24 hours of reaching out to him if that's easier for you or more convenient for you. He sells more homes, over $500,000, than any other agent in Phoenix and Scottsdale. Give James Wexler a call at 480-386-0711 or visit him online at jameswexler.com. That's James Wexler, W-E-X-L-E-R.com. Mike's in Scottsdale. Hello, Mike. Hello, Seth. How are you? I'm well, sir. How are you? Awesome. I uh, just wanted to kind of piggyback on your last caller. And uh, uh, I've been wanting to do this for a couple of weeks, but since I'm always at work listening to you, it's hard to call in. I used to call in and, and try and remind you to play John Wayne Native American. I love that. You were the one who turned me on to it, weren't you? I, I yes. It was a couple years ago, maybe, that you you did. I had yes. not known of it. This is a great thing, folks, on YouTube or wherever you want to go for video. A statement by John Wayne. It's a it's a it's a it's more than a statement. It's what is it about four or five minutes of John Wayne? No, talk. It's a, I think it's about two. Is it, is it two, two and a half? It feels I, it, it's great on what the problem really is with know. hyphenating Americans. Yeah, it's great. Well, I think it's one of the most important things people can listen to, actually. I do, too. It, 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 and it, shouldn't, it can't be played enough. But what I'm calling in today for, um, I, I just wanted to, uh, you know, I'm usually calling about some issue or whatever, but because uh, I'm just like that. <laughs> we all are. That's what <laughs> we're here for. I know. That's why I listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, wanted, I wanted to thank you because uh, I just think, and, and I listen to a lot of talk radio all day. I, I'm a for a living. So I sit at a bench and, and I make my things and I, and I listen to the radio all day long. And so, uh, but uh, out of all the ones that I listen to, I think I like your show the most uh-huh. because you're one of the most diverse um, in what you talk about, but you really press the issues, which I like. Um, and uh, But also, I, I really appreciate the way that you treat all your guests and your callers as equal. Uh, the only other host maybe that does this is maybe Limbaugh and Prager, hmm. but... Uh, but not bad company, way, that. Thank you, Mike. Company. That's no. very kind of you. But you do it in a way that when when we all hang up, we feel really smart. <laughs> you know? Well, it, I walk out of here of, feeling real, really smart. I, a long time ago, you're very kind. First of all, just thank you for that, all that, Mike. But I learned a long time ago, you know, it's easy to... Um, it's easy to believe in credentials. It's easy to be uh, intimidated by someone who may have more degrees or more education than someone else or whatever. And one of the most credentialed intellectuals, public intellectuals I was privileged to know, said something to me once. She was a professor of literature at Harvard, and she gave a great speech and took a lot of Q&A from the audience. And I, I said something to her along the lines of what you just said to me. Mm-hmm. And and I said, you know, how do you how do you do this? You know, I've seen a lot of professors, obviously, and a lot of intellectuals or so-called intellectuals or people who think they're intellectuals making presentations. And it's, it's never as good as when I see you. And she says, well, I have one rule in public life, which is whenever I'm talking, I'm always assuming the audience knows more than I do because they usually do. And once <laughs> you have that view 
you have a couple things going for you. A willingness to learn, which we always, all of us, I think, have a duty to be. I think you have Mm -hmm. to have respect for knowledge in this world, not this business, this world. And know that, you know, everyone does know something, at least something, and maybe usually a lot more than some things than you do or I do. And if you don't have respect for other people's intelligence, you don't have respect for them as a human being, and you just start automatically becoming either a tyrant in your thinking or a tyrant in your behavior, and it doesn't get us anywhere. I I walk out of this show every day smarter than before I walked in, every day because of you guys. Thank you, Seth, for your sincerity and your kindness, because your kindness shows through. It's uh, you, you really love all the people that you talk to. I really do. And you, it really comes through. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Jeremy Bentham said that uh, the best way to make people feel comfortable is to appear to love them. The best way to appear to love them is to actually love them. And I do. Mike, that was very kind of you. Thank you, sir. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. That song is called True, right? I'm going to tell you something totally true, totally true. I walked into the studio today, and I said to myself, I wonder how Rob and Surprise is doing. Because he was telling us he was having shoulder surgery, right? And look who's here, Rob and Surprise. Hello, Rob. How are oh, you doing? Seth, How are you I'm doing? doing? I'm doing just fine, Seth. Thank you. I, I can't imagine you actually thinking that. I did. I thought about it. I did. <laughs> I honestly did because I kind of wanted to hear from you. You know, you you, well, I, you, you told us you were having surgery. You felt comfortable in yep. us to tell, you know, yeah. the whole world that you were going oh. into surgery. We this wished was, you yeah, well. We was, wanted to know how it yeah, came. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing Good. fine. Left, That's uh, an important thing, by the way, about What's friendship that? and community and telling people oh, about yeah. your problems. I think you yeah. have a moral obligation to tell them also about your successes and how you're doing when things turn out well. Well, exactly, because it's such a downer when people talk about just their problems right. without coming up with a solution. Yeah, no, I but, think you Yeah, I, I've, had, uh, you know, I've had left shoulder problems for a year and a half, and finally got into getting a torn rotator cuff uh, uh, surgery, arthroscopic, plus some other technical terms I can't Well, you can't out. put so your shoulder explain. to the wheel if you don't have a good shoulder. So. <laughs> no, that's... That's very true, but yeah, I mean, there's some aches and pains, but I'm I'm on uh, some drugs, good, and uh, and yeah, it's, it's making the pain go away. And good. tomorrow I'll see the doc, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm doing fine. I survived, and the medical community uh, is is a wonderful place. In fact, the hospital uh, said they don't really have a whole lot of COVID. Oh wait, is- I'm going to give you all the time you need, but I have to read something to you from a doctor who wrote me yesterday. Oh. I have to read this. I can't use his name, but I can tell you this. It's not one of the doctors I usually have as guests, okay? I can say that. It's not one of of my regular doctors. He wrote in listening to the Holmans yesterday. As of today, I have 90 patients in my small family practice that have contracted COVID-19 since April. We still have a 0% mortality rate. Age range 8 to 77 Mixture of every race and comorbidity from stage four colon cancer to diabetes to COPD, obesity, asthma, heart disease, etc. I find no evidence to support another economic shutdown. 
had to report well, that. Well, he kind of took the, uh, the the steam out of my... No, 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 I, no. It's just... I, no, it was... That, that was kind of the gist of what I wanted to call about, because um, people seem to have forgotten, especially politicians, that a virus never goes away. Uh, the flu virus, the cold virus, you know, these are things that we need to learn to live with instead of hiding behind a mask and trying to, you know, restrict uh, people in restaurants and bars. Avoiding we death is not school. living. Let's start with yeah, that. There, there's a difference right. between life and avoiding death. That's point one. Point that's two. Absolutely right. Point two. The hysteria around this thing has been so overwrought that we easily surprise people when we tell them there's a 99% chance of recovery if you acquire it. If you acquire yeah. it. Nine, yeah. Better chance of recovery from this than skin cancer. Oh, yeah. No again, one believes this. It's eminently no. true. The CDC says you just have to dig it. It's just yeah. in no news reports. Oh, yeah. And again, a couple of days before I went into surgery, you know, I had to get the uh, uh, the brain tickle with the, yeah. with the Q-tip up my... Uh, no, uh-huh. you know, I was negative yep. and I'm always negative. And I, I, you know, I go through the motions of wearing a mask in places like stores and stuff that I have to. But I, I think that this has all just gotten out of control because it's not, you know, a flu virus or a COVID virus. It's going to stay with us. So we can either live in fear or we can learn to uh, live with. Yeah, when I had a blood test too, Mrs. Rob mentioned that uh-huh. too. So it sure. was for anybody's, and it was negative, right? Or something, but but again, I mean, you know, sixty-six, almost sixty-seven years old. I'm not afraid of it. That's right. And I think most Americans need to learn to stop living in fear and learn to understand that once a virus is out there, it's not going to go away. It's not going to disappear. No matter how many restrictions, uh, you know, people that you're going to have over at Thanksgiving or how many people are going to be, you know, together in a group, um, this is going to happen. And the fact that there's more cases doesn't matter. What matters is the number of deaths. And that is still, you know, overwhelming. And who's dying and how they could have been protected otherwise and what their morbidities are and what their age is. And when you look at it, we are doing things to our society that we've never done with greater risks of death. Look at children. Look at schools. Look at flu deaths versus coronavirus deaths. Exactly. And and again, you know, we talked six months ago about the social cost of uh, shutting everything down. And that's tremendous social cost. You bet. Yeah, and and that needs to end. Needs so to so something people, changed people in our culture. Something yeah, changed. Some, I, you yeah. know, a culture that was born out of "give me liberty or give me death." A culture that was, you know, as he died to make men holy, we shall die to make men free. We have become so yeah. terrified of something yeah. that monumentally does not give you death. Monumentally does not. Exactly. And the decisive That's case exactly does right. not. Yeah. We and that goes back into the whole, you know, the education part and your your previous call, uh, guest that was talking about 1620, um, the 1620. The, the, I don't know, the, the education process has forced people to, I don't know, listen to authority, even if the authority. Well, I think that anything. that and to be believing that this country stinks and we're on the precipice yeah. of destruction 
and mm-hmm. we're on the eve of destruction. It's the end eve of the of world as we know it. Why wouldn't we be? Yep. We're a lousy place in the first place. And why wouldn't oh, yeah. we believe the worst case scenario? Our president is a fascist anyhow. No, of course. And exactly. what it's done to families, people, relationship, friendships, division in this country, as if we oh, yeah. weren't disunited before it hit. Mm-hmm. It's ripped something here that may be irreparable. Oh, it is. But again, the truth needs to come out. Yes, and it does. People need to stop being afraid yes. and start living their lives. Please. Because this virus won't go away, and we just need to learn to live with it. Well, Most will live, I'm, some will die, but it's just the same as the flu. Rob, I appreciate your call. I'm glad you are doing better. I'm doing great. And I'm not going to wish you a happy Thanksgiving because I'll hear from you before then. You probably will, Seth, and I guess that's a promise. Okay, Okay, sir. Thank you. (laughs) Stay well. Congratulations. You bet. Be right back. Thanks for spending some of your afternoon with us. Uh, Just because a prominent Democrat says we're heading into a dark winter doesn't mean it's any more true than anything else he says. Please don't buy it. Some of these governors are losing their minds, particularly the ones of the two, two out of the three largest states. Governor of California with what he did at that restaurant, what he said, and then his apology, which doesn't wash. We're all human in air. Right. Yeah. Making a reservation. That's not really a human error. Uh, Given that he broke three rules he imposes on everyone else. Governor Cuomo today, did you see the video of him yelling at a reporter who was asking a pretty good question about shutting down the schools? They're losing it. They are losing it. The task is not for us. It's for us not to lose it. That's our task. And to not take our eye off the ball. That's why I continually talk about what we need to do vis-a-vis our education system. Uh, We have a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. And now, now more than ever, is not the time, as Thatcher would say, to go wobbly. Now is not the time to get dejected. Whether you have a loss one day or not, we have a long-term thing here. And as I said in the show earlier, it's the most important thing I can say this day, this week, maybe this year. It's not the political news about conservatism that we're trying to preserve here. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's America. It's America. And that's why I interviewed Peter Wood today and his book on the 1619 Project. If you're unhappy with the culture and you're unhappy with what your fellow citizens or possibly even a majority of your fellow citizens think, think about where they got it. And think about what we're prepared to do about it. Roll up our sleeves, pull up our socks, and get to work. Until tomorrow, God bless you all. Thank you. Class dismissed.